You're listening to Sun Tzu on the Art of War, translated from the Chinese by Lionel Gills. This audiobook is brought to you by Kriti and it's narrated by Aishwarya. Chapter 11, The Nine Situation Sun Tzu said, The art of war recognizes nine varieties of ground. 1. Dispersive ground 2. Fezile ground 3. Contentious ground 4. Open ground 5. Ground of intersecting highways 6. Serious ground 7. Difficult ground 8. Hemmed in ground and 9. Desperate ground When a chieftain is fighting in his own territory, it's dispersive ground. When he has penetrated into hostile territory, but to no great distance, it is fezile ground. Ground the possession of which imports great advantages to either side is contentious ground. Ground on which each side has liberty of movement is open ground. Ground which forms the key to three contiguous states so that he who occupies it first has most of the empire at his command is ground of intersecting highways. When an army has penetrated into the heart of hostile country, leaving a number of fortified cities in it rare, it's a serious ground. Mountain forest, rugged steeps, marshes and fens, all country that it's hard to transverse, this is a difficult ground. Ground which is reached through narrow gorges and from which we can only retrieve by tortuous path so that a small number of enemy would suffice to crush a large body of our men. This is hemmed in ground, ground on which we can only be saved from destruction by fighting without delay is desperate ground. On dispersive ground, therefore, fight not. On fezile ground, halt not. On contiguous ground, attack not. On open ground, do not try to block the enemy's way. On the ground of intersecting highways, join hands with your allies. On serious ground, gather in plunder. In difficult ground, Keep steady on the march. On Hemeton ground, resort to stratagem. On desperate ground, fight. Those who were called skillful leaders of old new know how to ride a wedge between the enemy's front and rear. To prevent cooperation between his large and small division, to hinder the good troops from rescuing the bad and from the officers from laying their men. When the enemy's men are united, they manage to keep them in disorder. When it was to their advantage, they made a forward move, when otherwise they stopped still. If asked how to cope with a great host of the enemy in orderly array and on the point of marching to the attack, I should say, begin by seizing something with your opponent holds dear. Then, he'll be amenable to your will. Rapidity is the essence of war. Take advantage of the enemy's under-readiness. Make your way by unexpected routes and attack unguarded sports. The following are the principles to be observed by an invading force. The further you penetrate into a country, the greater will be the solitary of your troop, and thus the defender will not prevail against you. Make forays in fertile country in order to supply your army with food. Carefully study the well-being of your men and do not overtax them. Concentrate your energy and hold your strength. Keep your army continually on the move and devise unfathomable plans. Throw your soldier into position where there's no escape and they'll prefer death to flight. If they will face death, there's nothing they may not achieve. Officers and men alike will put forth their under strength. Soldiers weep in desperate strait, lose the sense of fear. 
If there's no place and refuge, they'll stand firm. If they are in hostile country, they'll show a stubborn friend. If there's no help for it, they'll fight hard. Thus, without waiting to be marshaled, the soldiers will be constantly on the queue vibe. Without waiting to be asked, they'll do their will. Without restriction, they'll be faithful. And without giving orders, they can be trusted. Prohibit the taking of omens and do away with superstitious doubt. Then, until death itself come, no calamity needed to be feared. If our soldiers are not overburnt with money, it is not because they have distant for richness. If their lives are not unduly long, it's not because they are declined to longevity. On the day they are ordered out to battle, your soldiers may weep. Those sitting up bediving their garments and those lying down letting their tears run their cheeks. But let them once be broken to bay and they'll display the courage of Chu or Q. The skillful tacticians may be liked to a Shuan Chan. Now, the Shuan Chan is a snake that's found in Shunk Mountain. Strike at its head and you'll be attacked by its tail. Strike at its tail and you'll be attacked by its head. Strike at its middle and you'll be attacked by head and tail both. Ask if any army can be made to intimidate the Shuan Chan. I should answer, yes. For the men of who and men of you are enemies. Yet, if they are crossing a river in the same boat and they are caught by storm, they'll come to each other's assistance just as the left hand and right hand. Hence, it's not enough to put one's trust in tearing of horses and burying of chariot wheels in the ground. The principle on which to manage an army is to set up one standard of courage which all must reach. How to make the best of both strong and weak, that is question involving the proper use of ground. Thus, the skillful general conducts his army just as thought he were leading a single man willy-nilly by the hand. It's the business of a general to be quiet and thus ensure security, upright and just and thus maintain order. He must be able to mystify his officers and men by false report and appearance and thus keep him in total ignorance. By altering his arrangements and changing his plan, he keeps the enemy without definite knowledge. By shifting his camp and taking circuitous route, he prevents the enemy from anticipating his purpose. At the critical moment, the leader of an army acts like one who has climbed up the height and then kicks away the ladder behind him. He carries his men deep into the hostile territory before he shows his hand. He burns his boat and breaks his cooking pots like a shepherd driving a flock of sheep. He drives his men this way and that and nothing knows whither it's going. To muster his host and bring it into danger, this may be termed the business of the general. The different measures suited to the nine varieties of ground, the expectancy of aggressive or defensive tactics and the fundamental law of human nature, these are the things that must most certainly be studied. When invading hostile territory, the great principle is that penetrating deeply brings cohesion. Penetrating but a short way means dispersion. When you leave your own country behind and take your army across neighboring territory, you'll find yourself on critical ground. When there are means of communication on all four sides, the ground is one of intersecting highways. When you penetrate deep into a country, it's serious ground. When you penetrate but a little way, it's a facile ground. When you have the enemy's stronghold on your rear and narrow passes in front, it's hemmed in ground. 
when there's no place of refuge at all it's desperate ground therefore on dispersive ground i would inspire my men with unity of purpose on fazile ground i would see that there's a close connection between all part of my army on contiguous ground i would hurry up my rear on open ground i would keep a vigilant eye on my defenses on ground of intersecting highways i would consolidate my alliances on serious ground i would try to ensure a continuum stream of supplies on difficult ground i would keep pushing on along the ground on hemeton ground i would block any way of retreat on desperate ground i would proclaim to my soldiers the hopefulness of saving their lives for its soldiers disposition to offer an obstinate resistance when surrounded to fight hard when he cannot help himself and to obey promptly when he has fallen into danger we cannot enter into alliances with neighboring princes until we are acquainted with their design we are not fit to lead an army on the march unless we are familiar with the face of the country its mountain and forest its pitfalls its precipices its marshes and swamps we shall be unable to turn natural advantages to account unless we make use of local guides to be ignored of any one of the following four or five principle does not benefit a warlike prince when a warlike prince attacks a powerful state his generalship shows itself a preventing from concentrating on enemy's force he overawes his opponent and allies are prevented from joining against him hence he does not strike to ally himself with all and sundry nor does he foster the power of other state he carries out his own secret design keeping his antagonists in awe thus he is able to capture their cities and overthrow their kingdom bestow rewards without regard to rule issue orders without regard to previous arrangements and you'll be able to handle a whole army as though you had to do with but a single man confront your soldier with the deed itself never let them know your design when the outlook is bright bring it before their eyes but tell them nothing when the situation is glooming place your army in deadly peril and it will survive plunged into desperate strains and it will come off in safety for it's precisely when a force has fallen into army's way that's capable of striking a blow of victory success in warfare is gained carefully by accommodating ourselves to the enemy's purpose by persistently hanging on the enemy's flank we shall succeed in the long run in killing the commander in chief this is called ability to accomplish a thing by sheer cunning on the day that you'll take up your command block the frontier passes destroy the officer tallies and stop the passengers of all the emissaries by stern in the council chamber so that you may control the situation if the enemy leaves a door open you must rush in forestall your opponent by seizing what he holds dear and subtly contrive to time his arrival on the ground walk in the path defined by the rule and accommodate yourself to the enemy until you can fight a decisive battle at first then exhibit the coyness of a maiden until the enemy give you an opening afterwards enumerate the rapidity of a running hare and it will be too late for the enemy to oppose you